blessed miracles. Oh, happy feast day of Our Lady of Lords. Happy feast day of Lady Our Lady of Lords is when we are recording this and just days before you're hearing it, probably. So, what a thing. Um, what is this thing? This is a place within. I'm Christina. And I'm Ashlyn. And this week, we're going to get to the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires, where we trust we'll find the gospel in our need for it. And we're going to do so efficiently, because... Mm-hmm. My computer is at 22%, and I left my uh, charger at the place where I was working today, which you might be thinking, why didn't you just say at school, which is the place where you work? The place uh, within your work. Yes. The reason is because I was at a different school today, and so that would be misleading. It would be deceitful, and that would be breaking we, the Eighth Commandment. We don't want to do that. Yes. <laughs> we, and if you're don't. thinking to yourself, huh, Christina had that reference just right at her fingertips. <laughs> That is A, because she's a disciple of Jesus. <laughs> Mostly but also because B. <laughs> you're like, oh, right. Yeah, she's doing moral theology with her kids. Right? We are. They made posters with all the implications of, well, just the implications they could come up come up with with each of the Ten Commandments, like seeing through the lines. Um, and Ooh. I kind of gave them permission by doing a little overview of each one. So when they got to the Sixth Commandment, I see things on the board like, no sex. Don't do anything outside of marriage. <laughs> Don't do anything with anybody that's not yo, yo boo. I mean, yeah, somebody put like very succinctly, no sex outside of marriage and no sex with anyone who's not your spouse if you are married. And I was like, that is a good you start. Understood. You understood. <laughs> now we will open up to the Gospel of Matthew where Jesus says, even if you look at someone exactly you have committed <laughs> adultery with them in your heart this wow. is you know it's difficult to keep in mind the scrupulous kids because i'm all and this is now not talking about the sixth commandment anymore now we're talking about like you know fourth commandment uh fifth commandment with the gossiping and the blasphemy and all these different things right, right. um because i'm thinking always of the really like intensely kind of like not intensely but the ones who are always like having struggles with being mean or whatever it may be and being like guys like let's call be called higher yes yeah. um and then the, but the scrupulous ones are like oh my god there's so much more sin than i thought oh there's something beautiful in their hearts Jesus they're like, I, they were like i knew that was bad but i didn't know it was like the same as killing and i'm like it's not exactly <laughs> okay right Oh my gosh, but what a great opportunity to be like, this is why we talked about the fact that we're made for a relationship with God before we ever talked about the rules. Exactly. Exactly. For like two and a half years. For two and a half years before we ever got to this. Not that this isn't important. It's, it's literally important. what I told them. I was like, okay, oh, y'all. so good. <laughs> we did this for two and a half years, okay? You're not going to see me anymore in, in three months. So <laughs> let's do this. I'm going to teach you now ways and then that you the Lord. internalize so you never and forget. Then and we'll give your life to the Lord the through Alpha, which is starting this Friday. Oh, We're doing so Alpha in my eighth grade classroom, you guys. This is like this is like my little audio blog about this. Like the first ten minutes we can use to document the religion classroom for the past two years. I think it's wonderful. Thank you. How um, are you doing? I had a very eventful day. Oh my gosh. And it began earlier than it usually does for me because I had to pick up my boss 
You had to pick up your boss because and, he like bench is press out of town. Yeah, I lifted him over my head. It was insane. <laughs> uh, but he's staying at a teammate's house, and I picked him up. And one of my teammates' roommates also got in the car. And these are both just such hilarious brothers in Christ. And but first, I had to fill up the car with gas, and it was very, very snowy here this morning. Hey, so. I filled up my car with gas today too. Oh, I know. I'm like, wait, <laughs> only probably twenty percent at this point. I really gotta skip the unnecessary details so it was very very <laughs> snowy i was insecure about driving in the snow because i'm fine at it but you're just like under a little bit more pressure with an audience but we're having a very memorable drive we are laughing there's wit abounding we're just having a great time discussing all kinds of things as we drive up a mountain and in the last turn before <gasps> we head up the hill i was being cocky and She's i took the out. turn way too fast and oh, i slammed no. into a snowbank and no. just earlier this week i was bragging that my car had never been stuck in the snow but it got stuck in the snow at least you had three men in the car too but still i know and they were wearing dress shoes and socks it was a very big bank of snow oh yeah they dressed fancy over there i was quite embarrassed it was tuesday so it was like less fancy but it still was but they like their socks I was yeah. embarrassed. They would have pushed me out. We were like, but I wanted them to get to mass on time. I was going to go to 8 a.m. mass with them, even though I usually go to noon mass. And all that to say, I was like, you know what? We're just going to leave it. We're going to walk up the hill. And oh, then no. one of our executives picked us up in the car very generously and drove us the rest of the way up the hill. And then I got out of the car and we were all like, hmm, that was crazy. I got stuck. And then the facilities manager was right there and he's like, well, you got stuck. I have this giant truck. And so then we got in the truck, went back down. He pulled me out of the snow with his giant truck wow. and a snowplow stopped traffic so we could do it. He just happened oh to gosh. be there. It worked out very well. It was just a very blessed experience. And I was just jazzed. And I didn't, re- I didn't think that any damage had been done to my car. I realized later a little bit, but you know, pray for that. And what happened? Oh, just this little plastic flap thing is hanging down and I hope it doesn't cost too much money to fix, but whatever. But guys, this is crazy. This is crazy. What? But I almost went to 8 a.m. mass, remember? Okay. I forgot that I had signed up to go to the noon mass today because one of the concelebrants (gasps) of the noon mass was Father Jacques Philippe. (laughs) And he just has the best French accent and he's such a living saint. And oh. it was very inspiring. So it was a very funny day. Yay! So thank you, Father Jacques, who I endearingly call Jackie P. Um, but I probably... Did you get to talk to him? No. Oh. But I just got to look at him. Wow. And pray with him. So Wow. Yeah. Shout out him. to the squad for helping me. Many concerned bystanders were like... You got it? I was like, well, I don't know, but I'm going to go. I was very embarrassed, but it turned out to be all good. Good job. So, with that, with these various updates. Yeah. So. um, So. So. um, We talked last week about dating apps. We did. And we just realized that most of that was me externally processing how... (laughs) cringy i feel about everything so we wanted to do a little follow-up to just continue Yay. the conversation because there's more follow there's up. more to be said yes um and we had some listener feedback um shout out to katie who um entered the conversation by talking a little bit more about desiring to have a friendship um and then yeah how do we build friendship with someone that we meet on a dating app is that 
possible. So we'd love to dig into that. Um, and then shout out Isabel is talking about, well, do you really find friends on a dating app? Um, right. Isn't the fact that it's a dating app sort of a, a stop on the mm. building friendship. So with mm. all of that, are two interesting perspectives, very interesting perspectives. We thought we would just continue to circle around and try to get at the heart of this thing. Okay. 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 Yes, ma'am. Okay. So first question, I think actually the first question would come from Isabel. And if we can get through that one, then it, which I, well, that would take us in a couple directions. And then we would go to the Katie question about how then do we become mm-hmm. friends? Mm-hmm. So like, can you become friends with somebody on your dating app? Or like, does the fact that you are intending to date them preclude friendship entirely? Or is there supposed to be a both and kind of mm-hmm. thing? Or is it supposed to be just the wrong word altogether? And it's just whatever happens, happens like, so, okay. I think for me, um, in all of my dating I personally have always um, like developed a a special liking, um, (laughs) a crush on token place within phrase. (laughs) Yes. uh, On a person who was first my friend, Um, even if we were just like mild friends first. Um, Typically, not typically, there have only been, I guess, like friends. Sorry, like was... several different people. <laughs> Ew, hot friends. It was like also, gross. you know, mild friends, medium friends. Oh, my God. oh okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> Sorry, you um, going. But on. yeah, so if I have, like, I guess several different people um, in mind from my past, three out of four were like BFF style guy friends before, um, kind of like acknowledging more feelings and taking it to the next level. Um, personally, I found that like, yeah, that type of intimacy usually lends itself to something more than friends. But since then, I've also found that it doesn't always Mm -hmm. lend itself to that. Um, and I feel like, yeah, you're somebody who's had a lot of guy friendships that did not lead to that. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, this is funny that we've never talked about can, I guess because we feel like people talk about it all the time, but the whole like can guys and girls be fr- like friends like people talk about all the time so like we don't need to um but we probably but, have some opinions on it but yeah um but I think like so for me I think I at this point am like open to whatever type of relationship is going to develop whether it be a f- with a person like a person who I mm-hmm. meet in any way whether that be a friendship or something more or something less or something else mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I think first openness, but I think because of what Isabel said, like it is a dating Mm -hmm. app for me, knowing my history, I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm going to hold off Mm -hmm. on like trying to start a relationship with somebody without being friends with them first. Because my history tells me that it might go better if we're friends first. Well, and I think that there's a lot of fear and a lot of hurt that isn't all bad. (laughs) I was saying this very much as a person who um, looks a lot at unrequited love um, where it's so wonderful and so beautiful if the attraction that builds and the desire to become Mm -hmm. something more than friends exists for both parties in a friendship. But when it happens for just one person, it's very, very painful. Right. Yes. And so it, and it's confusing and these like expectations and desires start to build and then they go unfulfilled and it's really painful and people 
can be left like very confused. And so having clarity about this is what I'm looking for, mm-hmm. um, I can see where that's appealing, but it, it, it's still confusing to try to figure out how to talk to someone <laughs> um, yeah. that you don't know. And we talked about that last week, but um, yeah, how, how wonderful it is for friendship to continue to develop and grow um Mm -hmm. is a good thing that i think people have been hurt by and default to something else um because if we look at a dating relationship as totally different than a friendship um Mm -hmm. and you're trying to date right away i think i've seen even with people that were favorable towards that sort of outlook i'm dating to date you know i'm dating for romantic relationship i want i'm pursuing romantic relationship for my vocation um jumping in too quickly and not having a foundation of friendship um doesn't always end well either so i agree yeah yeah. um back to you know semi-conclusion it's very tricky (laughs) yeah so i guess like first you know if okay so then i feel like a dating app or like just letting it you know develop organically or whatever it may be like all these different things are um yeah, just different, like, methods, right? Mm. Um, mm. And, like, different methods of meeting people right. um, and developing a relationship. And certainly there's something about finding somebody on the internet um, who you think you might be compatible with that, like, feels a little bit forced at first. Mm-hmm. But I think, and this, again, having not yet experienced it, I don't know if I will in the future or not, um I think that it serves its like it has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like just as you said, like I while we shouldn't necessarily run from the op- the opportunity mm-hmm. to um experience something deeper with somebody that we already know because like even if you have been hurt by that before, like we've talked before on this podcast about how decisions made out of fear of suffering are probably not the best thing to do, but I don't think that just because you like know that you've been burned by something in the past doesn't mean that you can't mm-hmm. like try something else you totally, know what I mean right. like yeah. you can still be open to that and be trying something else that, that might be a little bit less risky yeah there's a difference between like avoiding suffering and willfully entering into it or like yeah, doing right. the same thing over and over and expecting right this when, different results it's the right. you know and it's one saying, thing if there is no other option right <laughs> but when there is like you can be open to that option too well, and I don't know, I'm thinking of an example of a dear friend of mine who met a very, very lovely man out in the wild, but, um, <laughs> yeah, they that met not on a dating app, not on a dating app. Um, and they have a very beautiful story, but, um, they met and had a very short interaction with each other where they noticed each other. Um, I'm watching Anne with an E right now and they have, did I talk about this last week? Mm-mm. Okay, I'm like, same topic, two different weeks, bad memory right now. Hmm. But anyway, shortly, these, you know, 16-year-olds who are of age and Anne with an E have this notice board where they post little things of Charlie noticed Anne, and that's how they know who Aww. has a crush on who. It's very silly. So anyway, they took notice of each other and um, got to know each other in a dating environment. You know, it's like, I have bumped into you very casually in a couple of environments, and we'll to get you to know you more would you go on a date with me and right. i think one of the ways that their relationship has been very <coughs> successful is that even though they met and became friends 
on dates, they are very compatible mm-hmm. as friends. Yeah. Um, okay, there you go. Yeah. And that sort of takes us to the Katie question. Um, go on. Do you want to recap a little bit of what Katie brought to the conversation? Yeah. So just the idea of like, so the fi- the question was like, how do you become friends with somebody who you met on a dating app? Mm-hmm. Not like how is in like teach us how, but like. Is it possible? Yeah. Is it possible? Yeah. Um, can we like work through what it would look like to negotiate that? And I think she also was kind of getting at like, why do we go there? I think we kind of covered that in like a spotty way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, how is it possible? And I think that, yeah, what you just said um, lends itself to that. Because I think, I think the idea that like friendship is a neutral experience, mm-hmm. like, or like, sorry, developing a friendship is a neutral experience is maybe what makes us feel like, oh, it's not possible. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that the neutrality idea is necessarily required um, for a friendship to be developed. But instead, like, yeah, how would you define a friendship, Ashlyn? Because I... Hmm. forgot i'm gonna default to c.s lewis um there we go i knew yeah. I, I was like ashlyn's gonna have a quote from somebody and, and i don't have one right probably now. you know i'm like ooh, wish it was a little sharper but wow wonderful thinkers and theologians have spoken beautifully on friendship philosophers as well yes um and maybe this was c.s lewis reflecting on somebody earlier so you know forgive me if i'm wrong about this but what he say and it's a friend is another self. I think that actually goes all the way back to yes. Aristotle. Um, so it's not always expressed. It's beautiful. It is like this beautiful, very present, but kind of hard to pin and touch kind of a thing where it's not that they're exactly the same as you. It's like, wait a minute, but what about opposites attract, which I think is true, but it's that you find um, a relatability and a comfortability and an ease with that person. Um, that is significant and special. And sometimes you have to work for that. And, um, sometimes it happens immediately or it's, it's just this tangible thing. And I think that that really is beautiful. And I think sometimes when we think like, Oh, we'll we'll eventually have to work. We think it will always be work. Um, Mm -hmm. and for now I might completely change my mind about this, but I think that just saying like, Oh, I could make it work with this person, even though I don't understand them and I don't have any sort of sense of another self in this person at all. Um, I'll make it work because love is a choice I think is in kind of the character of settling. So, um, yeah, maybe kind of a hot take there, but, um, I think if I can take a second to do the relatable chain of events where this can be really tricky on dating apps is that when first connecting or matching with someone, the, the, intro is entirely over text message and it's kind of annoying because it's like well you know that's why a lot of apps emphasize it getting off the app and getting out and meeting them but that requires a lot of trust of someone that you don't know and you know it's like with things that happen like catfishing or you know like Mm -hmm. crazy people it's not always the safest idea to just say hey we just matched when can we meet you know Mm -hmm. so you kind of want to like test out the waters but how do you make friends with someone to a level of comfortability of meeting them over text message it's very confusing mm-hmm. yeah I mean I don't know I guess I'm, I don't know I feel like the safety aspect of it is like I feel like there are the red flags and then after mm-hmm. like if there are no red flags I feel like you don't I don't know my uh, gut feeling is like I don't know why you would need a ton of like super 
comfort. I feel like mm-hmm. you'd need more like reason to like more green lights, just like, oh, mm-hmm. this person does think that this thing I think is funny is also funny mm-hmm. or they are interested in this thing. They think that what I do is cool and blah, blah, blah. And then you just meet in a public space for an hour or two and <laughs> leave, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then like if they were weird and not safe, then you don't again. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and there is, I mean, it's, it's difficult and I think that that's okay but it's okay to admit that it's hard and it's okay to admit that I have hangups, you know, or, you know, me, you, anybody. Um, and I think it's hard when it's like, well, if you don't get out there, you'll never meet anyone. That's not putting us in a, in a free place to make choices. Um, but they, it is a cool exercise in asking thoughtful, like mid range questions. Sometimes when we hear thoughtful questions, we think that we need to go for the deepest of your the depths of someone's heart um and that's a place where we don't belong and don't need to go or you know don't need to be invited this early in a friendship but i think it's really weird to tell us ask or tell a stranger like how was your saturday you know which is yeah a common default um on the hey where is this going section of the dating app experience Hmm. and i think a lot of people don't get out of that because the conversations are very uninteresting Yeah, yeah yeah or they're like really cute at the beginning but then you're like i'm sorry i just used my best line and now i don't know what else to say (laughs) yeah so i guess that the the whole thing is like if you do start feeling enough comfort to be meeting them then i think like yeah just authenticity the honesty of like yes we are here because we are wondering hoping that we might be compatible on another level um but yeah acknowledging that the other self is the first thing like the friendship mm-hmm. with yeah i think acknowledging the fact that the friendship is first mm-hmm. that the friendship is not less mm-hmm. i think that's the problem mm-hmm. is that a lot of times people are like oh no like we're just friends and you're like i mean sure the term just friends means something um but I think we're afraid of assigning the word friend Mm -hmm. to somebody who we're considering dating. Um, You know, it's it's funny because Mm -hmm. once somebody's like married, they're like, yeah, they're my best friend. Mm -hmm. And you want to hear that. That's the good thing. But if you're at the beginning of a relationship with them, you don't want to hear somebody say like, oh, yeah, like I'm going on a date with this. I'm going on dates with this guy. You know, I really think Mm -hmm. of him as a friend. Then you're like, oh, man. Yeah. You right. think of him as a friend. Right. That's sad. No, it's true. <laughs> the friend in the beginning of a relationship is sort of this euphemism for it. Nah. Yeah. You oh, know? my gosh. <gasps> oh, This is wow. actually reminding me. This is like hitting me. That's, mm. Okay. Well, Go do you want to unpack that? No, I don't. Okay. It's personal. All right. Well, good. <laughs> Pray I'm for glad me, I everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, this reminds me of a really beautiful conversation I had with a friend recently where we're kind of touching at the difficulty Again, not necessarily on dating apps, but just in the good that can come, especially in Christian dating, of men understanding their invitation to pursue, to be specific, and to be intentional. Um, But sometimes if that happens too fast, they don't realize that they're still kind of like in in chase mode, in conquest Mm -hmm. mode. Um, And then they get scared or they get tired or they don't want to do it anymore because they were trying to do it correctly they being men trying to do something that they've been told to do be intentional be specific honor this woman uh they might have pursued in such a way that implied that they were more serious than they were so that was kind of the nature of the conversation that we were having but i think it identifies again 
you know, it's like another data point in this whole many week long conversation of kind of a need for a third way. Um, there's this way of date and be serious and go there or this other way of be friends for, you know, a long stretch of time and catch feelings. Um, that's really reductive, but, um, yeah, but could there be this third way of growing in friendship with intentionality and not that there's any (laughs) expectation that like we will date, but what would it look like? This is what my friend and I were talking about. What would it look like to express or invite a man to say, I would love to grow in friendship with you and I am not friend zoning you right now. Um, hey, cool. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm not friends with you right now. I would just love to get to know you more. And I think I would do that better. And you would get to know me better if we weren't just sitting one-on-one on dates all the time. Okay, Christine's freaking out. What do you have to say? Um, I just, I think this is very powerful, both for dating apps and for not dating apps. Um, I, I think that I... Sorry, and this is me unpacking the reaction that I said was too personal. So just without the specific example, um, because it turns out that you're always able to do that. Almost (laughs) always. Um, So I think that I have found myself over the years um, putting this expectation on myself of like the level of emotion that I'm supposed to suppose Mm -hmm. like literally it's always supposed to Mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to feel in a romantic relationship or in a relationship that's going Mm -hmm. towards whatever. Um, And if it ends up not matching some kind of ideal and I don't know where that ideal like comes from, there's not like some flame that I had when I was 13 that was bigger than every other flame. (laughs) It's not made out of a hormone. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, um, it's like movies. It's like Mm -hmm. literally stories. Um, And so it's been this like hyper analysis of my emotions and then throughout all of my relationships and then always feeling like guilty if I feel like uh oh what if it's not enough uh oh like maybe we're just friends uh oh and it's like I think that this third way that you're describing especially going forward in my life right like um not dwelling on like oh like what was I thinking when I was this age mm-hmm. and I made that decision but rather like going forward in my life and pursuing relationships something that somebody said to me that I that I've been continuing to think of is like okay it is a lie that you are supposed to feel mm-hmm. some kind of way right now mm-hmm. um just because you say okay no like reject the lie doesn't mean that now like you're gonna marry so-and-so yeah but what you do need to replace it with something true and what the truth is is that you can love him right now by being his friend Mm -hmm. and by being open to whatever happens. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's for any relationship with a guy that you're open to something else happening with, right? Right. Um, Doesn't have to be anybody specific, but like, yeah, I think that that for me has been such a, I don't know, a freeing Mm -hmm. idea to replace the fearful whenever the fear comes up mm-hmm. of like or the the anxiety of like okay it's time to make a decision what are we doing where's this going yeah. it's like okay there is no like you analyze see if there is some kind of actual expectation mm-hmm. that has to be met at this moment or if there is some kind of thing that has to be said mm-hmm. and if there is not anything concrete it is replaced with then the good here mm-hmm. is the friendship yeah is like um continuing to reveal more of the other Mm. um and of the self 
That's so beautiful. Well, and I don't know. I could see the communication of this concept being a kind of confusing thing. (laughs) You know, when you're trying to communicate to someone like, I don't exclusively date you. I don't want to use you. I don't know you. (laughs) And I would love to know you as a friend, but I'm not friend zoning you. Somebody might hear that and be like, this is the breath of fresh air. Thank you. This is what I've also been looking for. And that's wonderful. They might be like, what do you mean? Because they don't know what you mean. You know, they might say, (laughs) what do you mean? Because they don't agree with what you mean. Um, And it is so nuanced. And I think that in the mystery of human love, like we can only really speak metaphorically. Um, It's like, you know, (laughs) how do you know what is a friend what is love it's like this it's like that how do you know when you feel like it's just it's poetic it's like a simile um wow I just got a little cutesy there but the way that one person would describe it even though what they mean is the exact same thing might be completely different than how someone else might describe it let me tell you that this doesn't only happen with people that you've never met before this might happen with people you've known it for years happens on this podcast (laughs) um sometimes it it happens sometimes it happens and so think being okay with like some level of trial trial and error can give us an opportunity to radically trust god you know it's like but if i mess this up i will miss out on my vocation okay we got to shut that down right now if it's really your your vocation your errors in communication which you will have many in your vocation will not be an obstacle to receiving your vocation you know so if there's somebody on an app off an app that's like super dreamy and turns you down because they're like nope i'm here for something serious or they're like i can't believe you're friends with me it's okay you can move on um but also there might be times where you're in that situation like you were just so beautifully describing christina where it's like i just need to be your friend right now like i don't feel this like flame of love for you sometimes we just got to hold that and ponder it in our heart and don't need to communicate that to the person that's pursuing us or that like we're entering into deeper relationship with because they might not understand what we mean by that and that's okay it can be kind of an interior moment of growth that doesn't I'm not at all saying like withhold your feelings and thoughts but I think especially early on in relationships um we can we can overshare because we're so desirous to be on the same page because we want to protect ourselves and other people from being hurt when really like an over communication can be the cause of that unnecessary hurt so Mm -hmm. um again not to be like okay but then don't do this it's a it's to be free but sometimes it's like I'm confused about this I'm gonna give it a week and see if I'm still confused you know Rather right. than I'm going to tell you that I'm confused right now. That's getting into a little bit more of dating and not starting to date, but for what it's worth. Right. Yeah. But I think that, I don't know. I think that's something that comes to mind for me in like the idea of the beginning of a relationship or the idea of like seeing where something goes um, is kind of like the judgment of what mm-hmm. the emotional aspect is. And, you know, it's not always like, oh my gosh, like, if I marry you, I'll be the happiest woman in the world. Or, okay, there's, like, I don't really feel much at all, but, you know, you're kind of nice. Like, I don't think, we already know that, but I think that, for me at least, I don't know how many people experience this, um, if I'm not all the way over at, like, head over heels, I'm gonna die because I'm, you know, I'm so attracted, Mm -hmm. like, then I start judging myself. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, see, that's, that's not good enough, not Mm -hmm. good enough, not good enough. And I think that you need to acknowledge that, like, 
what we're talking about here is like a special liking mm. and affinity for a person. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about like, yeah, like an intense pheromone mm-hmm. hormonal reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, that might be a part of it, mm-hmm. but it might not. Um, and yeah, like if there is no affinity, if there is no like special liking, it's just like, okay, like, yeah, like you are virtuous mm-hmm. and pretty good to talk to. If that's all you got fine that's probably not enough mm-hmm. <laughs> but like yeah I think that if there's something at least for me I think if, if there's something that like oh when I think of you I smile mm-hmm. when I think of you I want to keep thinking of you mm-hmm. like that's kind of enough yeah oh that's beautiful and it's like such a wonderful I'm like oh that's just like such a nice experience to have but I think that if we can wow just like desire <laughs> to be conformed to the image of Christ by grace mm-hmm. like so therefore we desire Are you telling to see... me what to desire <laughs> i mean if that is something that you desire because you see that he's perfect and he's offered himself to you he's offered his life to you and that if you i was in the eighth grade life. i would say no thank you <laughs> right okay sorry uh, go on <laughs> he's like you don't know but that's okay i still love you uh anyway that so... was not a four percent comment i'm sorry <laughs> neither was that go on <laughs> how's your battery Four percent. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, Sorry, that was really, why I apologize. No, it's Go great. Um, I've completely lost my train of thought. Maybe that's a good thing. Oh, we Dang just it. let's let's just have like curiosity about each other, you know, and not in this like weird way of like assessing if they're good enough. But like Jesus, I just want to discover that. what you love about all of these people, and oh, then we get to I ask the that. question of like, are you giving them to me? It's not, do I prefer this person to this other person? We can be so saturated in our preferences and it can kill us. You know, it's like, um, Jesus, show me your heart for this person. And are you giving them to me? Can be really confusing, but really beautiful questions. I think that we can ask. I want you to make that a quote because it was such a good answer to the question. Okay. And with that, it was, it was, it was, it was, was, you said, I'm going to repeat it at my 4%. Um, I, I psyched myself out. I know. I did that too. I heard 4% and then I just froze. I was like, huh? I don't, me, Ashlyn, I don't know. No. Okay. No, you said, um, have, have curiosity about, about the person and like wanting to know what like, Jesus loves yeah, about Yeah, their them. belovedness. And yes. And then, are you giving, God, them, are you to giving them to yeah. me? Like that is the answer. And That's the answer. If we can like pray intercessory prayer over our dating apps we probably should and ooh, why couldn't ooh, we oh yeah you know? we really i think we we really I, i'm about to say we really must um but i'm going to say something else which is that i really must not watch hours of youtube um i really must so, also not do that so so um gearing up for lunch while i say we really must um what i do mean is that we really must but I'm not saying that I do yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. You know, uh, I'm like saying we, these like beautiful things. And I'm, mostly I'm just like, do they think I'm pretty enough? You know? <laughs> so we've got a long but way to go. go. But we go. We go. We go. We're with the one that wants to get us there. So. Exactly. We'll, okay. We'll have faith in what? that. 3%. 3% of minds. Uh, if we okay. finish this, whew, that'd be we so will. Excellent. You go first. Okay. What's exploding my soul? Is... I said mind. Yeah, soul. That's what Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, this is such a perfect Ooh. one for this topic. Okay. So good. It's this prayer from the young Catholic woman called <gasps> Keep right. Him Sacred. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And I don't know what made her write this prayer, but it is spectacular. Um, I'm going to read some of it, and if it starts to feel long, I'm going to stop reading, and I'm just going to post it on the show notes. Okay, it says, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would keep him sacred. Let him embody your love and have hands dirty from giving, a restored soul and a vibrant heart. Let him have everything short of your stars. Let him approach life reverently, with discernment at the center of his actions, praise on his lips, and a mind always on you. Keep him gracious, keep him solemn and devout and pious. Let him never run but stand his ground. Let him take the hit and protect those around him. Let him practice sacrifice and self-denial and humility every single day. Let him defend your name by offering his own, and one day may he Holy Spirit, keep him sacred, keep him holy, keep him sanctified. So if you've got a special liking for somebody, pray that prayer for him. If you're a girl and if you're a boy, just replace it with her. Or you can write so something beautiful. else that's keep her sacred Yeah, if you want. What you see is so beautiful about feminine virtues. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Um, exploding my soul today on the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes was um, Father Jacques telling us that St. Bernadette one of her comments about her interactions with Our Lady, and St. Bernadette was a very, very poor girl who was always viewed as less than um, and never treated like a person, said of Our Lady, she looked at me like I was a person. Oh. And that just destroyed me today. Okay. Um, she looks at us like we're people. Um, cause she And uh, she just knows who we are and what we're worth. And so Amen. that was beautiful. It awesome. touched me deeply Cool. Today. Thank so. you. Happy feast day. If you liked the Keep Him day. Sacred prayer card, um, you can find it at theyoungcatholicwoman.com for $1.99. And it nice. goes to a wonderful Catholic woman entrepreneur. So why not support? Shout out why her. Why not support? That's awesome. So much better than Target. Look in the look at the show notes for his really sweet Valentine. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay. Happy Valentine's happy, Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I am honestly and so, if, okay, I'm so, I, mean, I know we're at 2%, but I'm so looking forward milk. to a relaxing Friday night this Valentine's Day. I'm like, and this isn't, I don't know, like, if maybe some people are going to hear that and be like, oh, how sad, alone. But I'm like, oh my gosh. How dare you You last, do our listeners' voices <laughs> like that. <laughs> but last, last Friday I had such an awesome day and i spent almost the whole time by mm. myself and that's gonna happen again this friday and like i'm like, honestly whoa. really looking forward to it i'm alone that's wonderful i have no plans i'm not exactly mad about it. you see but ashley's gonna get plans because she's cool and she has a lot of cool friends in denver i have cool friends too but they're to probably gonna be busy <laughs> Honestly, let's just like pray over my hinge app and no. see what happens. First date on Valentine's okay. Day. That would be horrendous. Yeah, I'm gagging thinking about that. And with that, I mean, if, if you like this really episode, go ahead and give it a. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sorry, go skirt, on. Pivot, pivot, pivot. <laughs> okay, 1%. And so that means that if you like this episode, go ahead and share it. Um, if you had no idea what we we're talking about, maybe listen to last week's episode. Uh, you can join the conversation by emailing us at apwpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, apwpodcast. And you can search us out on the Facebook. Uh, we would love to engage with you there. But we are so thankful for you. Please pray for us. We're praying for you. God bless. Still 2%. That means that we have time for a song. <laughs> and they're like, no. Just kidding. And the song is The Guitar Man. 